The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Okay, settle down, class. Today's lesson is backcountry wilderness survival. Your curriculum will be the revolution, and your teachers' names are Jim and Trav. So stay sharp, take notes, ask questions, but most importantly, prepare yourself. Because one day, you may need this training just to stay alive. And this school session is presented to you by Outdoor Channel at OutdoorChannel.com. Now, let's bring to the podium your teachers for today, Jim and Trav. Backcountry Wilderness Survival. <laughs> do I have to do that part? On today's show... On today's show, backcountry wilderness survival. <laughs> I don't even know. I, I don't know what I'm supposed to be scared. You know what? I think there's a Yeti in the woods. <laughs> oh, crap. Got a cooler? All right, knowing what to do in an emergency survival situation can mean the difference between life and death. Uh, there are certain steps that must be taken to survive in the wilderness, regardless of the weather conditions. And that is so true. Mrs. Bunny, you're here, obviously. I'm here. Jimbo. I am here as well. He's here, mind, body, and spirit. Oh, Frank, play it. I'm a survival. I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to stop. I'm going to work harder. I'm a survivor. I'm going to make it. I will survive. Keep on surviving. Ladies and gentlemen, that is Beyonce without auto-tune. <laughs> and that's Miley Cyrus twerking. <laughs> oh, my God. <gasps> With gentle hands in the heart of a fighter, I'm a survivor. The Reba. I just love Reba. I do love Reba. All right, so this is kind of cool. Besides Reba and Beyonce on today's <laughs> show, we're also going to be joined by a Tiff's Tips, Tiffany Lakoski. How about country music man Craig Morgan, Huntmasters Greg Ritz there on Outdoor Channel, uh, survival instructor and writer Tim Mac Welch, and ACR Electronics. Uh, Somebody. Somebody's going to come on uh, talking about their personal locator beacons. That's a cool little deal. Yeah, so backcountry wilderness survival is a lot of things to think about. And so in this snake bite segment that's brought to you by Nissan. Ouch. Here's Nissan's take on snake bites. Mrs. Bunny's going to join us. How's it going? How's it doing pretty good. Now, snake bites, I read, uh, hold on, let me pull this. The FDA estimates that 8,000 people are bitten by venomous snakes annually and fewer than 16 people actually die. Yeah. I don't know how true that is. What? Everybody raise their hand who has been bitten by a poisonous snake. I've been bitten by a garter snake. A couple years Holy ago. Cow, yeah. There are four venomous snakes found in the U.S. So it's the water moccasin, also known as the cotton mouth. Mm-hmm. And it's mostly in the southern waterways. And its bite causes tissue and muscle damage. You have the coral snake. It's small, colorful, docile. And um, it uh, hangs on and chews to inject its venom. If, you, if you're bitten um, and grab the snake... Uh, you you just you throw it you know, rip get, it off yeah, you basically because it's just gonna sit there and chew. Um, the rattlesnake, obviously. Uh, the rattle at the end of his tail is the dead giveaway. However, not all rattlers have rattles at the end of their tails. I think we found that out out here a lot. And not all rattle. No, not all rattle. Yeah. Um, and then the copperhead, the most venomous snake in the Midwest and the East. It's distinguished by its triangular head and it's mild toxic. So they say that most legitimate snake bite victims, those who do not deliberately provoke the snake, are struck below the knee. Now, I think as far as snake bites go, common sense is a lot of things. A lot of people do. Like you see a snake and you go up and try to poke it with a stick or something like that. You're a moron. You yeah. Don't really. And I killed one with a copperhead with a tennis shoe one time. That's just, <laughs> when Jim carries a tennis shoe with him though. <laughs> I have time. a holster for it. Actually, yes. now. A Reebok. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Best snake killing shoe on the market. So other than like, other than that category, your other bites fall into an over under category. The re- the victim was reaching um, on your on, hand onto a ledge while climbing under a rock or you walk heavily, tap a stick. And, um, and chances are if you walk heavily, tap a stick um, instead of 
uh, blundering over it about uh, you won't get bit. Uh, the The whole thing is common sense. Uh, you are obviously going to get taken by surprise. Uh, we have rattlesnakes out here. Ton and, of them. Yeah. And, and the, the prairie rattler, which is a very aggressive snake. Very aggressive. And and so it's, it comes down to common sense. Wearing um, boots and in, in the tall grass and watching where you're going, watching for movement, um, not going into uh, up to the water spigot at my house, for example, without looking around, knowing what's around you. Um, however, in the case... Um, of uh, rattlesnakes, they are kind of nature's perfect predator because, um, A, they have fangs. They're hollow retractable fangs. Um, they spring up um, erect when it strikes. And um, the fangs of an eastern diamondback rattlesnake... Like an inch long. Yeah, they're, I mean, they're, big. they're America's largest species. They're nearly an inch long. I mean, when you get bit by a rattlesnake, and Eastern Diamondback, you're going to have some serious tissue issues. I mean, they're going to sink in. Um, you know, going back, I found a pair of boots, and it's so worth it because I read this story one time with this grandpa and this 12-year-old boy uh-huh. went out. And maybe maybe you heard the exact same story. And they were going to their tree stand. You know, dark in the morning, the little boy, the, the grandpa had him go up first, and it's dark. And then he hears his grandpa say, ouch. And his grandpa was bit by a, a rattlesnake. And so the boy climbs down. Luckily, he didn't get bit, helped his grandpa get on their four wheeler. They get back to the four wheeler uh, before they they made it to the first house to call somebody. This was like last year or something. Uh, He had went into cardiac arrest and the grandpa died. Really? He's 12 years old. This little boy. And to think uh, waterproof Cordura snake boots uh, at Cabela's 130 bucks. Yeah. You know, could have saved his life. And it, people don't think about that kind of stuff. Yeah, I check my kids' sandbox in their clubhouse every time they go out. Just, uh, I mean, they're just, they show up in places that you wouldn't expect. So, in the case of, of a snake bite for a human, you need to remove rings, watches, and constrict. Anything constrict. The swelling. Right. And anything constrictive. And then keep the womb. Uh, the wound, the wounded limb below the heart level, and um, if you are taking care of somebody else, walk to the road where first aid can best come to play. Um, find somebody. The golden rule of the wilderness is move the patient to treatment. Find somebody. Call ahead if possible. Meet the EMTs. Move them. Don't don't be afraid to move them. Move them. Get them. Get them the heck out of there and and get them to help. Yeah. Uh, don't be like Jimmy. Don't lance the wound or suck it out. That only <laughs> works. Both. That only works if you're John Wayne. That's it. Okay. And obviously it. he's dead, so something went wrong. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Was the last snake bite? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't cancer that killed him. It was a snake bite. In the Everybody case, knows it. In the case of dogs who were struck, and it's usually bird dogs that are at high at risk. Although I say that, and your lab got bit, he was just out in the front yard peeing. Well, you know? He's half lab, half stupid though. And he's so. just, he, and not only once, but he. He got bit and then he went back and he poked it with his nose again just to make sure it was really angry. <laughs> Are you yeah. a snake? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. um, the best thing you can do is uh, make a list of veterinarians who stock antivenom and write down their after hours phone numbers. That way, in case of an emergency, you have it. But in the case of a snake bite, do not go looking for the snake. You're wasting time if it's whether it's a dog or you, and you're just looking for trouble again. If you've already ticked it off enough that it struck you, don't go looking for it unless it's in plain daylight. If you're able to find it and kill it, fantastic. And that way, and if you don't know what it is, <laughs> you're going to get, you're gonna get bit again if you try to kill. It. But no, you got everybody has a phone unless you they, have a Reebok tennis shoe. Yeah, <laughs> if you have a Reebok tennis shoe, then screw you're it, cool. go after that guy. But um, no, they say you should snap a photo of it so they can uh, figure out the the right anti venom you need because right. every snake's different. Yeah. Well, in the case of a dog. If um, they're you try to keep them calm and if they're bitten on the nose and they're having trouble breathing or on the neck like Harley was, um, you need to use an antihistamine to um, reduce and uh, constriction of the air passage. And if you um, regularly hunt those snaky areas, consider that rattlesnake vaccine. Um, they uh, the vaccine for canines doesn't eliminate the need to be taken to the vet, but it cuts down on the expensive um, antivenom treatment in the end. It just makes it easier to treat when they do get bit. You didn't know this, but Jimmy was in a motorcycle gang. Yes. Um, <laughs> all the night riders. riders. And his name was actually Cobra. I hiss a lot. Yes. <laughs> Most vipers. That's where the anti... Have a mustache. That's why you take it. The antihistamine. Oh, I like that. All right, I so like that. Backcountry Wilderness Survival on today's show. Coming up after the break, we're going to hear from Tiffany Lakoski. Uh, from the crush, you're gonna have tips. Tips. Also, the country music man Craig Morgan. He has saved more people than I have met. This man is amazing. Uh, There's no snake mean enough to bite Craig. <laughs> I'm gonna find a snake that'll do it. <laughs> All right, we want to give a shout out to Outdoor Channel, OutdoorChannel.com forward slash Revolution. Also, Nissan, NissanUSA.com, Ruger, Ruger.com, High Mount Seasonings, H 
MTNJerky.com, Cabela's, World's Foremost Outfitter, Cabela's.com, Extreme Beam, ExtremeBeam.com. Mrs. Bunny, you're amazing. Thank you. As I yawn. As you yawn, Jim is so boring. All right, we got to get to a break. More backcountry wilderness survival in just a minute. Here is Mr. Paneri. Take a listen to what he has to say. And we'll return in just a minute. channel's backcountry wilderness survival quiz. So how do you think you would fare in a survival situation? Could you build a shelter? Could you light a fire without matches? Could you forage for food and purify water? Because in real life, wilderness survival is not a game. There are no reward challenges and there is no immunity. And the only tools you have are your own two hands. So if you were stranded in the wilderness, would you end up a survivor or dead? Write in and tell us at radio at OutdoorTrailsNetwork.com and we'll return with more backcountry wilderness survival in a moment. The explorer's dream is to see something new, to go someplace uncharted, to be able to come to their lands, to share their hunting cultures with them, to be a part of them is still a possibility. But you can't go to these uncharted parts of the world without accepting some measure of risk. The Outdoor Channel Original Series, Uncharted, Wednesdays at 7 Eastern. The Nissan Frontier is loaded with features perfect for any outdoorsman, like tons of power from a 261-horsepower V6 engine, plus a new feature we're trying out, the game call horn. There's elk, turkey, and mule deer. We're still working on that one. But the Frontier does have the first-in-class Utilitrack cargo-carrying system to strap down your big game. Though cool, the game call horn is not a real feature of the Frontier. Nissan. Innovation that excites. Available features. 2014 Ward Segmentation Small Pickup Class. Properly secure all cargo. The Ruger LC9. Compact, powerful, and perfect for personal protection. The LC9 is only slightly larger than the popular Ruger LCP. Features a checkered grip frame to provide a secure and comfortable grip and includes a finger grip extension floor plate. The LC9 also has a dovetailed high-visibility three-dot sight system, blued alloy steel barrel, manual safety, and loaded chamber indicator. The LC9. Another innovative American-made product from Ruger. Learn more about the Ruger LC9 at Ruger.com slash LC9. This seventh installment of Tiff's Tips with Tiffany Lukoski from The Crush, that's exclusively on Outdoor Channel every Sunday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern, is presented to you by The Crush 24-7 Live Deer Cam. Find it at thecrush.tv. Over the last few years, we started to do a lot more backpacking trips in remote areas. Many of the trips that we do, you're dropped off by plane and picked up weeks later. It's a very surreal feeling knowing that you're now on your own for the next few weeks, so you better be prepared. First of all, don't go into an extreme hunt without being physically in shape. We did a BC sheep hunt years ago and had no idea what we were in store for. Needless to say, we now pretty much run all year long. Check the local weather and the forecast before you go, knowing very well that it will probably change while you're there. But try to be as prepared as you can with your gear. Go slow. Very simple things such as chopping wood, sharpening a knife, or screwing on your broadhead can take a turn for the worse if you go too fast and accidentally hit yourself or cut yourself. A satellite phone and a GPS is a must if you don't have a guide. Even with a guide, we always carry these two items and have someone we check in daily at home. When you do these types of trips, you need to prepare yourself and your family for the fact that you probably won't be able to receive medical attention for many hours or days. For those of us who do them, though, it's well worth the risk. These are some of our favorite trips that we've done over the years, but do your research and be prepared for the worst. We also look to the Hunting Fool magazine as it has a ton of information and packing lists for types of trips like these. These are Tiff's Tips. You're listening to The Revolution with Jim and Travis. This seventh installment of Tiff's Tips with Tiffany Lukoski from The Crush, that's exclusively on Outdoor Channel every Sunday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern, was presented to you by The Crush 24-7 Live Deer Cam. Find it at thecrush.tv. Now let's lose ourselves in more backcountry wilderness survival with Jim and Trav. If you're just joining us, old Tiffany Likoski just did Tiff's Tips. That was the seventh yeah, installment. Installment. And in, in, uh, what she's doing, of course, Ms. Money was on earlier talking about snake bites. Snake bites. On today's show, we're talking about surviving in the backcountry. Jim bit me over the break. And I did. Sucked. All right, we were talking about backcountry wilderness He's survival. He's toxic. We are just now being joined by Craig Morgan. Got to check out his new single, We'll Come Back Around. I wake up every morning loving you, though, Craig. Craig, how's it going, buddy? 
Uh, great until you told me that you woke up every morning loving me. Really <laughs> you know, I gotta say, <laughs> Chuck Norris needs to step down because we have a new American That's hero right. here. That's right. Boy. Dude, I'm going to tell you what. Obviously, I mean, you've had such a prolific career. You have done so much in your life. But I, I was reading all these articles. I think it was like back in 2011, 2012, when you saved the two boys in uh, Dixon, uh, Tennessee. And then was it 2013 you came across that uh, tractor trailer pile up and you and your crew members uh, helped save some people? I mean, this is crazy, man. Well, you got to understand, I, I come from a different uh, mindset and a different set of training. I have a, I have a skill set that a lot of people that are riding around on the road in a tour bus might not have. Ten and a half years of active duty and almost seven years of active reserve time. So, you know, more than a third of my life has been spent almost half my life been spent in the military. Yeah, do you find that, uh, you know, we listen to all of these hikers up on Mount Hood and, and around the country and so forth. Do you find that most of the problems that they have in the back country are really self-inflicted? Oh, yeah, I, I venture to say about 90% of them uh, are, are self-inflicted or, you know, uh, due to human uh, mistakes. Uh-huh. Not, uh, I'm sure there's a percentage that is our equipment failures, but it's a small percentage in comparison to what, takes place with the people. And, and, and here's a, a great observation uh, that we have found. You won't find very many situations in the outdoors where an individual has been injured where someone comes across them and leaves them. Yeah. Because yeah. those people that are out there know that they're in the same situation and they automatically offer some form of assistance. Uh, it's like Alaska. When you go to Alaska, you, you don't run across somebody out there that don't offer assistance, yeah. you, whether you need it or not, <laughs> uh, because they, they come from that same uh, mindset, you know? Yeah. Now, we watch you a bunch on, you know, Craig Morgan, All Access Outdoors on Outdoor Channel. I mean, you go all over the place and hunt, fish, and just do some really cool stuff. No, they they say expect the unexpected. Okay, but you want to be that that glasses half full person. You don't want to be all negative. But do you think that you can actually, no matter what circumstance you may find yourself in, no matter how dire it could be, um, that you can handle it? Do you think that you can mentally and physically prepare yourself no matter what? I think you can both mentally and physically prepare yourself 100 percent. Really? For any and all situations. Uh, you know, people laugh at me when I go on a cruise. I take a water purification. Do you know? <laughs> yeah. I take a fire starting device. Absolutely. <laughs> it's all funny. It's all funny to you out there and you can't take a dump in the toilet and you're having to drink pool water. And I'll be the one guy who's able to drink good water. <laughs> yeah. Who piles up in my room real quick? <laughs> Craig's popular. Yeah. I was thinking if I, I ever. Go, hey, and they laugh at me because I, every day I bring, like when we go to the, every time we go to the, to eat, I bring extra oranges and apples and stuff. That stuff will keep for a good week or so. <laughs> so that's smart, though. Well, you I know, mean, you're being smart. Yeah, we. Well, yeah, I mean, it's preparing. You know, I mean, I don't want the situation to go bad on a cruise ship, and we like the cruise. We love it. Don't get me wrong. But I watch TV, <laughs> and, and we've seen these situations where these cruise ships have issues, and. I think you, if you prepare yourself for the worst case scenario, you're going to have the best time of your life. But, you know, getting back to your album, it's called The Journey. And uh, that, that new single you have will come back around. But you've got three other songs on there also, don't you? Oh, yeah. There's four brand new songs. And then the the, uh, the uh, hits that we put on the album I actually went in and re-recorded them. So they're new versions of the older songs that people have come to know me for, uh, some of them. Um, so. You know, it's um, uh, it was kind of like making a whole new album again. Even though, again, I recorded some of this stuff previously, I got to re-record it, and it's uh, a different recording when you go in recording a song, knowing that it's a big old hit. Yeah. As opposed to recording a brand new song and hoping that it's going to be a hit. Now, you know, obviously, I mean, my family, uh, we are huge uh, country music fans. And I've got uh, two little girls and uh, one little boy fixing to have another little boy. We love your music. We love country music. And obviously, country music is really changing. And you can tell because he wakes up every morning thinking about and you. I, I wake up every morning <laughs> loving you, buddy. Uh, but, you know, country <laughs> music is really changing. And I think that there's so many new faces and there's so many scandals. but. Really, there, there's the top few people that stick out in my mind. Obviously, I'm not going to start mentioning names uh, that are just known for being great, compassionate people, wonderful musicians, just truly genuine people that do so much for their base. And I think that's what country music is that in my mind, it's really about family and, and what it stands for and just this country. And I mean, you are the poster child for that. Yeah, you're the epitome of that. 
Well, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm very fortunate to be in this business and, and in country music in particular. I agree with you. Our music is about a people and a lifestyle. Uh, it's not just about an individual song or a particular person, even though sometimes a song may talk about someone like that. But it really, our, our format represents a people. And, and uh, fortunately for us, it's a very wide genre. So what seems like might be a more pop-sounding song still works in our, our genre, and I love that. I love the fact that we have such a wide range of country styles. Yeah. Now, we got just a little bit of time left. Why don't you tell us about uh, your partnership with Moon Pie? Uh, for one, that's one of my favorite uh, desserts of all time. <laughs> well, that's a good breakfast, Moon Pie and an RC. Uh, they have a great shelf life. <laughs> so you can take it in the woods. It's going to last you a long time before you have to eat it. Uh, but more importantly, uh, it's what they're doing for the men and women of our armed forces. We teamed up, and uh, every time somebody buys uh, a moon fire or a box of moon pies that has my face on it, these guys are going to send a moon fire or a box of moon pies over to the men and women that are serving overseas. So. Oh, man, that is totally awesome. Now, real quick, uh, if we want to find out more about you, all about your brand new album, The Journey Living Hits, yeah, your new single, will Come Back Around. Where can we find that online, Mr. Craig? Oh, they can go to craigmorgan.com, my website, or they can go to my Facebook page uh, and check me out there. Really, there's a lot of information on the Facebook about what's going on. I personally uh, check that and and uh, post stuff on it and then I also got that Twitter uh, which I love because it don't require a whole lot of thought on my part <laughs> 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 you have to think 140 characters he can do a whole lot of survival tips on there <laughs> oh yeah promise you buy moon pies alright so we're talking with Craig Morgan gotta hop online check him out uh, also is showing Outdoor Channel All Access Outdoors we want to say a big thank you to Outdoor Channel Nissan Ruger High Mount Seasonings Cabela's and Extreme Beam like Mr. Craig on Facebook but love him in real life here is a yeah, quick yeah check it all out and uh, I'll tell you this, you can never go anywhere and be too prepared. That's right. Stay alive and do it with Craig Morgan. That's yeah. how you're going to do it. Tim Macwell, survival expert, is coming up next. He's also an outdoor rider. Here's a word from Mark. Mr. Craig, man, thank you so much. We love you, buddy. Thank you, guys. Nissan's Food for Thought. The successful use of plants in a survival situation depends on positive identification. Knowing poisonous plants is as important to a survivor as knowing edible plants. And sight recognition of poisonous plants will help you avoid sustaining injuries from them. But the rule of thumb is, there is no one rule to aid in identifying poisonous plants. So it's imperative that you make an effort to learn as much about them as possible. Now, for more backcountry wilderness survival tips, head for outdoor channel.com forward slash revolution it's been said that the history of weapons is indeed the history of the world gun stories hosted by joe montagna we go behind the barrel with historians shooters and experts a riveting journey through the history of firearms these are the three finest american shotguns ever made clint eastwood's got this gun i gotta have one midway usa's gun stories wednesday nights 8 eastern on outdoor channel meet the gun that almost won the west make all your hunting camp meals tasty treats when you bring along high mountain seasonings high mountain seasonings is your one-stop shop for all that is delicious go to himtnjerky.com or call 1-800-829-2285 Cabela's is the world's foremost outfitter for hunting, fishing, and outdoor gear. You can outfit all your needs through Cabela's catalogs, online, and their many stores. With the best selection, prices, and quality, all backed by a legendary guarantee. For the best in outdoor gear, go to www.cabelas.com. Dream hunts, 1,000 dream photos, hundreds of dream hunting stories. Buy Colorado's biggest bucks and bulls at 719-661-4037 to live the dream. Attention all units. Two hairy, smelly fugitives are on the loose. They are known as Jim and Trav. You're listening to The Revolution with Jim and Trav. This old boy's got it. Go! 
That sounds like Craig Morgan. I sound like Craig Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> He'd kill me if he heard me say that. Yeah. Luckily, he's gone. He said he was going to beat you up, though. Yeah, he could do it. He's a ninja. Man, that guy's in really good shape. We were talking about backcountry wilderness survival on today's show. Pretty cool so far. Just now being joined, though, by Tim McWelch. Tim McWelch. He is a survival instructor and writer and the author of Prepare for Anything. Pretty cool. Uh, so prepare for anything. Uh, what is the impetus behind this book? I mean, obviously, you know, as you watch the news, a uh-huh. lot of crap happening. Yeah, People get lost. Uh, but what was the big push behind writing this book, buddy? You know, I, I've had the privilege of, of writing for Outdoor Life magazine for years. Yeah. And they wanted to do a disaster preparedness manual, a, a survival book. Yeah. And and they wanted to do a, a wilderness survival book all rolled up into one. Uh-huh. And it just it was a perfect opportunity for me to wet my beak in the world of, of book writing as opposed to just magazine writing. And uh, so we, we just put our heads together and came up with this book, and it does fill a niche. All right, so you're, you're in the backcountry, and uh, your canteen has just run dry, okay? Can you, in fact, drink the water out there and still be able to survive without doing any treatment at all? That's a gray area. So, so it depends on where you're getting that water from. So if we're doing like we've seen on television, just drinking out of a ditch, somebody's probably going to get a little diarrhea. <laughs> it's probably going to be whoever drank out of the ditch. Um, you know, if, you, if you've got... Uh, Not a pretty sight. You, yeah, no, 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 no. You can't put enough pants in your survival kit to, uh, to cover that one. Now, so, uh, you see all the, oh, like, Bear grills and everybody else, man, woman, survivor, I don't know. Uh, he's drinking body you, fluid. Well, yeah, he's drinking his own urine. Would you recommend that? Absolutely not. Really? Never, <laughs> never, never. The good Lord makes it go out and away for a very good reason. It, Amen. It's not becoming back. Yeah, I would yeah. think that there's so many issues that are almost worse than what you're facing when you do stuff. It's like, you know what? Don't be stupid out there. What was it, John Wayne, that said life is hard enough. It's even harder when you're stupid. Yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of reality television has sparked this generation of idiots. Let's go out there and drink our pee. Or I saw him one time get camel dung. And squeeze the water out of it and drank it. I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. I mean, you were just if a you total got gin, idiot. it's pretty good. Yeah, it's not too bad. <laughs> a little gin. Now, prepare for anything. Before we go on with this, Tim, where can we find it online? We can find it online at Amazon, and uh, just jump on Amazon.com. Born the Nobles, they also have it, and um, so uh, at pretty much any place that uh, fine survival books are sold. Now, prepare for anything. Um, do you guys touch on the mental aspect of things? Because as we've talked uh, in numerous shows in the past, uh, that is that's usually one of the first things to fail. You start second guessing. Uh, there, there's creepy crawlies around every corner. You basically go berserk out there. Do you guys touch on that and how to stay positive and how to stay focused and not, you know, dive into that that real dark area? Yeah. Yeah, we do. And that's right in the beginning of the book. The, the mentality of a survival situation. That's really the, the first place where things start going right or they start going wrong. Yeah. And so we talk about situational awareness, which is something that, you know, a lot of our military and law enforcement folks know, know about, but it, it works for everybody. And it's, it's being alert, being observant, paying attention to threats, whether you're in the city, in the suburbs, in the woods, it, it doesn't matter. There, there are, potential threats everywhere. And there are also potential good things everywhere. Um, you know, somebody who's situationally aware is going to see maybe the, the people that are kind of hanging around and, and look like they're up to no good. And they're going to spot that, that coin lane on the sidewalk. And they're going to spot, you know, just all these different things. They're just tuned in to what's going on around them. And, and we also talk about, you know, understanding different crisis situations, creating emergency family plans, conducting drills. So that your your family can go through the motions. You know, what do you do if there's a fire? What do you do if you get lost in the woods? You know, what do you do if you have to evacuate your home? And we, we touch on all these things in the book. And that's why I love this thing so much. I don't just love it because it's my first book. I love it because it's so well-rounded. Yeah. Now, give me four different types of insects that we could kill and eat. I know I, I've seen it where people will actually roast grasshoppers and, and crickets and so forth. Is there something like that out there? Can we actually do that? You can actually do that. Now, you have to be aware that the animal kingdom is loaded with parasites. 
generally your your insects that are safe for human food are things like slugs and snails. Mm-hmm. Really? Termites. That's actually termites? your best choice. Termites have more calories. They have six calories per gram. Wow. And so if you had, you know, just an ounce of, of termites, um, you're getting about 150 calories. Holy really? cow, really? So, um, they, they, they add up really quick. And you could also eat ants, crickets, things like this. Uh, bee larvae, if, if you are somehow able to get bee larvae from honeybees, hornets, wasps, without getting stung, <laughs> yeah. because that, that, that's the downside to this adventure. But if you can get the larvae, those are all it's safe and relatively tasty after you cook them. So any animal kingdom creature, even if it's a bug, you want to cook it and make it safe to eat. I think one of the greatest things you can do is take a good book. So when you are lost to pass the time, you can read, prepare for anything. And you'll think, oh, crap, I wish I would have read this before I left. <laughs> and so, Tim, mm-hmm. where can we find your, your book on, on, online again, buddy? You can find it on Amazon and Barnes and & Noble and uh, any place that finds survival books are sold. So, anyhow, that was old Tim McWelch. He's a great writer. Of course, he writes for Outdoor Life. We like those guys at Outdoor Life. I'm sure you can find them at Outdoor Life.com. That's a good place to start. All right, prepare for anything. I highly recommend picking it up. Save yourself. Uh, you know, pick up a couple copies uh, for your next door neighbors, you your can son, use your daughter, your fire wife. starter, too. Yeah, but talk with uh, Tim Mac Welch, a survival instructor and writer. We want to say a big thank you to Outdoor Channel, Nissan, Ruger, High Mount Seasonings, Cabela's, and Extreme Beam, Mr. Greg Ritz. Huntmasters, he is coming up next. Don't go anywhere. Here is Mr. Paneri. But Tim, man, thank you so much, buddy. Oh, thank you, Traff. It's a pleasure to be back. Signaling techniques from Outdoor Channel. One of your first concerns when you find yourself in a survival situation is to communicate with your friends or nearby individuals. Generally, communication is the giving and receiving of information. And as a survivor, you must get your rescuer's attention first. And second, send a message your rescuer understands. Some attention getters are man-made geometric patterns, such as straight lines, circles, triangles, or X's, displayed in un inhabited areas, a large fire or flash of light, a large bright object moving slowly, or contrast, whether from color or shadows. The type of signal used will depend on your environment and what is available. Well, there's more backcountry wilderness survival ahead, and be sure to follow us on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash underscore OTN. Starting out our season with a bag. For Lee and Tiffany, it was love at first shot. I'm sitting here admiring Lee's big bull. Wait all year for this hunt. Big bull. Now they're a match made in outdoor heaven. I've been practicing my alcoholic. Oh no. We're about ready to put a big buck in the truck. Besides a big buck, what else do you need? Crush with Lee and Tiffany. Sunday nights at 7:30 Eastern on Outdoor Channel. The hunting is gonna be good. Looking for the ultimate cooking machine for your backyard or patio? Look no further than Camp Chef's new pellet grill and smoker. With user-friendly features like an auto-ignition, digital readouts, and internal meat temperature sensors, it's easy to smoke the tastiest salmon, ribs, brisket, and turkey you'll ever eat. And an innovative system makes cleanup a snap. Everyone will want the food you're cooking on your Camp Chef pellet grill and smoker. The quality smoker that's second to none. Find out more at CampChef.com. Camp Chef way to cook outdoors. Maps, charts, harvest statistics, detailed hunt stories, and 1,000 photos all packed into Colorado's biggest bucks and bulls. Buy it today by calling 719-661-4037. You're listening to The Revolution with Jim and Drax. Um, excuse me. Jim's beard just shorted out the studio. Here are the boys. We're back. We didn't go anywhere, did we? No, before the break, though, Tim Mac Welch, survival expert. Uh, he also makes beer and crossbows. Yeah. Homemade. Pretty cool guy. Talking about backcountry wilderness survival on today's show. Stuff you can eat with beer. Yeah. Our next guest, Greg Riz. Got to check him out. Outdoor Channel every Monday night, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Yeah. Now, I was just recently watching him on Outdoor Channel's uh, website, and he got a lot of little clips in there. If you go to outdoorchannel.com forward slash... Uh, Hunt Masters, uh, you're actually going to see a lot of these things. And he was in the Northwest Territories hunting moose. You hunt a lot of places, don't you? 
Yeah, absolutely. And in some cases, uh, other countries. Last year was in Azerbaijan. I'm going to be in uh, Pakistan here at the end of the year. Do you hate yourself? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, you're in those situations, that territory. Obviously, I mean, it's beautiful. It is very remote, and that's the key word. And so if you got hurt or if something went wrong, it's just not, oh, let me dial 911. They'll be here in 20 minutes with the first responder. 28 hours. (laughs) Yeah, it's not like that. I mean, hopefully they could get to you in 48 hours. I mean, what do you do in that situation, Greg? Well, you know, it kind of depends on on what the situation is, but I'll tell you that the number one thing, and and this sounds really, really obvious, is some form of communication. Yeah. And and what I learned uh, a long time ago, I mean, I, God, I've spent like 15 years ago, I fell out of a tree stand. Did you really? And uh, 25 feet, uh, broke my leg, couldn't get out of the woods. Really? But I'm only... 200 yards from a dwelling yeah. and for whatever reason where I was at, my cell phone wouldn't work. So even when you think you're in areas that, that are easy to communicate, um, you know, having some way to uh, to call other than the cell phone is something you should consider. And of course, when you're hanging off a mountain in Northwest Territories, uh, you got to have something. The, the technology's changed, guys, right? So yeah, uh-huh. uh, there's a product I carry everywhere uh, called a DeLorme Enreach. Mm-hmm. And I used to carry a sat phone. Everybody would carry a sat phone, right? But they aren't that reliable. You yeah. can be fogged in, rained in at the bottom of a mountain and knock it out. Well, this DeLorme still works off of satellites, but you text with it. Really? Oh, wow. yeah. And I think what most people realize, uh, texts seem to slip through a lot easier than phone calls. Yeah. And, uh, and it's also got uh, an emergency locator on it where I can flip a switch and hit emergency and I can communicate right with uh, emergency personnel. And if needed, uh, you know, they'll call the Coast Guard, Mountain Rescue, whatever, on a global basis and send somebody to extract me if things are life threatening. Yeah. Well, you know, when I go into the backcountry, I have an EMT uh, kit. I mean, it's just all kind of, I mean, I can suture myself. And I remember on a, a moose hunt up above Fort Yukon, Alaska, I cut my hand and actually sutured myself with it. I mean, yep. it's it's nice to be able to do that. And, of course, it was a little shaky because, number one, it didn't feel good. But, number two, uh, just tying the knot off was tough. But, nevertheless, I had these things that I needed to be able to make sure to ensure my success of coming out again. Absolutely. I, t- I tell you another thing that I always make sure I take is super glue. Oh, yeah. 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 Be- because there's so many times, like regularly, I hate to say it, that, uh, you know, you cut yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're, you're using, uh, you know, whatever, a sharp Benchmade knife or something, and, and you're sitting there cutting and or reaching upside a moose, and you cut your finger, and it's, it's deep. Well, what do you do? Mm-hmm. Um, so, obviously, after you clean it out, the hunt doesn't end. Yeah. If you were to quit after a little cut, it wouldn't be hunt masters. It would be hunt wuss. You know? <laughs> now, if you want to find out more about you, Greg, also hunt masters. Once again, we want to mention it's on outdoor channel every Monday night, 830 PM Eastern time. Uh, where can we find you online, buddy? Obviously all the social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, uh, look up Greg Ritz hunt masters. And then uh, my website, huntmasters.com. Yeah. Now you hunt with all forms of weaponry, right? I mean, you hunt with a black powder rifle as well as a bow, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, black powder, center fire, bow and crossbow. So oh. uh, I'm even, even handgun. So I don't, I don't discriminate. Yeah. Now what do you prefer? We, we, I mean, do you have one in particular? I, I do. I What's do. And, and it's evolved over the years. Um, but it's a toss up between, uh, my muzzleloader and my crossbow. Really? Yep. And I'll, and I'll tell you why. I mean, I grew up a bow hunter, loved a bow hunt, loved yeah. the, the challenge of getting, well, back then it was under 30 yards. Now it's under 60, right? Because yeah. the technology's changed so much, but I like trigger time. Yeah. I love, accuracy uh-huh. and uh you know i've got uh, a mission crossbow by matthews oh yeah and, uh, man oh man at, at 80 yards i could thread a lifesaver with it and it's 80 80 yards really wow yep. holy crap yeah well you know uh, you, you know what they say they say uh, 50 is a new 30 and 60 is a new 40 so you're you're right in there I know. Well, look at how many people with a vertical bow are shooting 100 yards, you know, and and lethally shooting 100 yards. Oh, yeah. You know, we had uh, Lee Likoski on a couple weeks ago. He's saying he always practices at 100 yards. Even took an animal at 100 yards. Now, I do not feel comfortable at that distance. And I'm a big archery hunter. You know, I I really like staying that uh, anywhere 40 to 60 yards, consider it a done deal. But, I mean, like you're saying, with the technological advances in all equipment across the board, it's just amazing what you can do if you apply yourself now. That's right. 
And, you know, and, and it really comes down to, to training. Because I remember when muzzle loading was going long range, right? We mm-hmm. were shooting 150, 200 yards, and then, you know, out to 300. And, uh, what it, what it came down to is the weapon could do it. But the operator who was pulling the trigger had to understand trajectory and ballistics and wind doping and things of that nature. And of course, just basic shooting skills to get stable. And, uh, but once you figure it out, the equipment could do it. But even if you practice at a hundred yards with a bow or 200 yards with a muzzle loader, you know, when you step into those close distances, 20 or 30 yards with a bow, it seems easy. And that's the key is hone your skill at long range, kill at short range. Definitely reap the benefits of that harvest. And plus, Lee has great hugs. I mean, he's a great hugger. You can't take that from him, Greg. All right, coming up on our ad break, once again, we'll be talking about backcountry wilderness survival. To find out more about you, Hunt Masters, again, Outdoor Channel every Monday night. That is 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Where can we find you online, buddy? Greg Ritz. Uh, dot com and huntmasters.com. You bet. Hey, that uh, was Greg and He knows a whole lot about backcountry wilderness survival. Hey, coming up next, we've got uh, uh, Nicole Khalil. Khalil. That's an interesting name. And she's with ACR. She's going to tell us how we can find our way out. Don't go anywhere in this backcountry wilderness survival talk. Here is a word from Mark. Big thank you to Outdoor Channel, Nissan, Ruger, High Mountain CCs, Cabela's, and Extreme Beam. Got to get to a break. Mr. Greg, man, you're awesome. Thanks for coming on, buddy. Hey, we appreciate it, guys. Close encounters with Nissan. Animals rarely are as threatening to the survivor as the rest of the environment. Common sense tells the survivor to avoid encounters with mountain lions, bears, and other large or dangerous animals. But keeping a level head and an awareness of your surroundings in heavily populated wildlife areas will keep you alive if you use a few simple safety procedures, like moving carefully through thick brush and swampy areas. Alert unsuspecting wildlife by scuffling your feet and frequently speaking at a higher decibel than normal. And more times than not, it's curiosity and carelessness that will severely injure or kill you first. Now, for more adventures, tales, and backcountry wilderness survival chat, listen to our Tuesday, Thursday podcasts at OutdoorTrailsNetwork.com. Come on Beach Hotel, Located in the heart of Maui's premier resort, Kanapali Beach Hotel is officially recognized as Hawaii's most Hawaiian hotel and the number one best value in Hawaii. With a range of accommodations and affordable dining options, this is the ideal setting to turn Hawaiian dreams into lifelong memories. Live Hawaiian entertainment every evening, free year-round children's programs, weekly arts and crafts fairs, welcome breakfast, and departure kukui lei ceremonies add to the value. Swim in the whale-shaped pool, indulge in the fabulous spa and hotel salon. Enjoy Hawaiian hospitality at its best at the Ka'anapali Beach Hotel. Call 800-262-8450 or go to kbhmaui.com. That's kbhmaui.com. Aloha. flashlights with brighter, tighter beams that allow you to see farther and run longer with its 12-hour standard mode runtime and 7 hours in high mode. Extreme Beam TAC24 LED flashlights run longer. That's TAC24 by Extreme Beam, the passion to outperform. For more information, go to www.extremebeam.com. You're listening to America's number one outdoor radio show, The Revolution, with Jim and Trav. And now, with even more Travis singing. Here are the boys. You're just joining us. You missed old Greg Ritz. He's with Huntmasters. This guy's been everywhere. Got to check him out on Outdoor Channel every Monday night. That is 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Great show. That's what I do on every Monday night when I'm not cuddling you, Jim. <laughs> All right, so we're talking about backcountry wilderness survival on today's show. Just now being joined by Miss Nicole Khalil. And she is with uh, ACR Electronics. And she's a marketing specialist. And she specializes in yeah. saving people that are lost. That's right. She actually goes and gets them herself. You've got PLBs. And that's not a BLT. <laughs> and I'm not joking. Anyways, Miss Nicole, how you doing? 
Very good. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Now, you know, um, uh, Greg Ritz had mentioned, you know, about personal locator beacons and stuff like that. And I think that is, you know, everybody's like to talk about the cell phones. You watch a movie. I got a cell phone. Well, not a cell phone, satellite phone. But, you know, like mm-hmm. he said, those are completely unreliable. And these personal locator beacons, I mean, these are the hot ticket, especially if you're going to be in those precarious situations where trouble might arise. This is a must have, isn't it, Miss Nicole? Well put. Um, for your market, I'm going to suggest the handheld rescue link. Um, Rescue Link Regular or Rescue Link Plus. And the only uh, tiny difference there is the Plus is a wee bit wider, but it is buoyant. So if we're walking across the creek and perchance drop our PLB, it's going to float. And you can grab it real quick. Um, But they both serve the same purpose. Um, And again, these are last resort. All those other communication devices um, you see in the outdoor stores are great, useful, and serve a purpose. Um, the trick with the PLB is you've got that insurance policy where you can go as deep into the backwoods as you like and know that, God forbid, something happens. You've got this um, guy on you. And for those of you who don't know what it looks like, I like to say it looks like an old flip phone. Oh, really? Like a chartreuse flip phone. Yeah. Uh-huh. Perfect uh, handheld device. Uh-huh. Um, so you want to walk through the motions? God forbid you need one of these guys? Yeah. Yeah. So... um. Whatever it may be, a bad injury and you think you can't make it back, um, life-threatening weather, uh, whatever it may be, Uh you unravel the antenna, Uh point it up to the sky, and you press that button. Now, is there a monthly subscription? How do we pay for this? Well, you you buy it at the store, but that's it. No subscription fee. Really? Um, nope, not at all. But um, and when again, God forbid, you do need it, and you push that button, it's talking to government operated satellites, who are then talking to government agencies to go get you. Okay. Hopefully, the only cost you incur when you have one of these is on its fifth year. You replace the battery. Now, okay, let's say we're in uh, Pakistan, and I'm on the side of Mount Hui Fatui. All right, mm-hmm. with Jim. And it's right. Th- I've been on that mountain. He breaks his leg. All right, we've got some insurgents coming in. We're, we have found ourselves in some tough times, and Jim Shockey is nowhere to be found to save <laughs> us. Okay. Will it work worldwide? Or is it ubiquitous? It works worldwide. Does it really? And um, a lot of members of our military actually have a government version. So, like, if you ran out of beer... And you press the button. Uh, that probably wouldn't be a good thing. For you, for you. Well, you'd hope they bring pizza. I know. Just don't bring the beer, guys. You got to think ahead. Pizza too. Okay. Now you've you've got one of these uh, PLBs. Okay, the ACR electronic version of it. Now you're out there in you know as tra- as Travis said in Pakistan. Okay, Mount Hui Fatui. Yeah, mm-hmm. but. Uh, now you're going to be in the Northwest Territories. Is there anything that you have to do? Uh, is this a rescue thing in zones? Do you have to register when you get to a, a different location or what? That's a really good question. You're going to register that beacon in your home country and where you bought that. They're all programmed a little differently as far as like the hex ID goes. They all work the same. They all talk to the same satellite. But all proper registration really does is assist your local authorities and better notifying your family or business or whoever you may have registered as emergency contacts. Mm-hmm. And in all the beacons um, worth mentioning, and I'm sure your audience would appreciate knowing all the ACR beacons are made here in the USA in sunny Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Thank goodness. I'm tired of seeing everything made in China. Will you, will you press a button right now so we can go find you? <laughs> exactly. I can't find you. Uh, now, that's actually a very good point. Where can we find you online? acrartex.com 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 now i got a question jim has a question too we got a bunch of questions for you miss nicole uh you're a marketing specialist i do know that but with acr electronics exactly how much does one of these babies cost we are the manufacturer. We leave it up to our retailers to set their price. Ooh. So I'll give you an average on what I've seen out there, which is running anywhere from 270 to possibly 300 That's uh, it? Depending where you are in the U.S. What? And again, we hope not to see you use it. Uh, the only <laughs> time we want to see that beacon again is in five years when you send it in for a battery replacement. It, it is very inexpensive and a great investment. And now... Uh, 
We see the different products online at acratex.com. Um, Artex. Artex? Yes. A-R- yeah, Artex. All right. Now, we see them there. Where can we purchase these? I mean, are you in Cabela's? Are you in Bass Pro Shops? Are you in uh, Gander Mountain? Yep, keep going. REI, West Marine. Yes, we're in all of those. Now, my favorite store is Cabela's. Yes. But we, we are in Cabela's. I recommend, though, if, if you plan on doing anything in the backcountry, uh, you really need to have this. This is an insurance plan, basically. And mm-hmm. so... Um, if you happen to use it, send them a thank you card, <laughs> you know, cause they, they just bailed you out for like 250 bucks. Really? You know, we can do, we can do better than that. What's um, that? actually if you use it and that's why I was telling you, I've met and talked to plenty of people who have used them. Uh-huh. We will replace it for free on the third time though. If you get lost, she has a cape, they shoot you and <laughs> they say, you know what? You're just an idiot. <laughs> We're not going to save you anymore. Well, my next trip is on the, uh, China, a North Korean border. Yeah. On Mount. Chagasaki or something like that. <laughs> All right, so Miss um, uh, Nicole, one more time marketing specialist there at ACR Electronics, last name Khalil. Sound like a nice lady. Where can we find you guys online? ACRARTEX.com. And it was a pleasure talking to you guys. Pleasure talking to you too. All right, got to get to a break. Big thank you to ACR Electronics and their PLBs. Got to hop online, check them out on uh, how I want to BLT really bad. Uh, Outdoor Channel, Nissan, Ruger, High Mountain Seasonings, and Extreme. Green Beam, Cabela's, world's foremost outfitter. Go buy one of these best 300 bucks you ever spent. You know, you spent 200. Unless it's at McDonald's. You spent two, 300 bucks on a pair of boots. Uh, they save your life, but this will really save your butt uh, if you're in a pinch. Here's a word well, so from you got something to save your life, and, and now you and got something butt. to save your butt. And we need something to eat. Got to get to a break. <laughs> Here's a quick word from Mark. Don't go anywhere. Backcountry wilderness survivors have related feelings of apathy and helplessness because they could not treat themselves or others in a survival situation. However, the ability to treat themselves and their fellow survivors increased their morale and cohesion and aided in their survival and eventual return to modern civilization. And one man or woman with a fair amount of basic medical knowledge can make a huge difference in the lives of many. And without qualified medical personnel available, it is you who must know what to do to stay alive. Now, let's get to a break and make sure to like us at facebook.com forward slash adventures of dad and me. See what lies ahead. Contemplate revolution. The threshold of a new world. The revolution with Jim and Traff. Hey, we want to thank our 430 affiliate stations, or advertisers, and everyone that makes the show possible. Like Miss Bunny, Fun Joe, our producer Mark Paneri, and Frank the Sound Guy. How about Tiffany Likoski, Craig Morgan, Greg Ritz, Tim MacWelch, wonderful people, and Mrs. Bunny again. You betcha. All right, so uh, take some kids outdoors this weekend with you. Go hunting. Show them all the snakes you could find. Can you hunt? You could uh, maybe do a little. Uh, squirrel hunting? I think squirrel hunting, hunting is open now, like yeah. in Mississippi or something. Yeah, go to Mississippi. All right, go fishing. Take some kids with you. Make sure you don't get bit by a snake. If you do, take a picture of it and send it to Jim, and he will identify the snake and kill it with his Reebok. That's it. <laughs> All right, so the local news weather is coming up next. Don't go anywhere. Stay tuned. We'll return next week. Peace out. God bless. We love you. Proceeding has been a production of Outdoor Trails Radio Network. Copyright 2014. All rights reserved.
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.